We've got some big news for all you value shoppers this week. It seems as though, and I don't know if it's actually going to happen or not, but it seems as though the Super Flea is coming back. Give, give them all that Bill's Stadium money. <laughs> Maybe not in its original format or original place, but it's coming back in some form. When I was a kid, you know, we shopped thrift stores and flea markets all the time. I remember going to that junk store. You remember, you know where the Walmart is in Hamburg? Yes. There was that big ass junk store there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I used to spend a lot of time in there looking at like, I don't know, packing supplies and bullshit when my parents were looking for deals. That and the Super Flea. What's your biggest score at the Super Flea? Oh, my biggest score at the Super Flea. I once found a set of Russ Salvatore collectible pogs. Could you believe it? Pogs? It was the 90s. Yeah. And it was Russ Salvatore's face on the slammer. And uh, and each one came with a disc. You got 10 cents off a steak. Yes. <laughs> but then you'd have to give up your collectible pog. I mean, for 10 cents? Off a steak, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. right. I mean it wasn't this was intense off a strip cocktail. Now were there different pogs where uh Russell had different outfits or different themes? That's right. One he was a cowboy. <laughs> yeah. And one he was a football player, another one he was a fighter pilot. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, my I think most I remember valued possession. I remember a holographic one where he was a Power Ranger and then he switched to you know, just wearing a suit, right? Depending on which light it was. Yeah, in. and then there was the the rare Viking one. Uh huh. Oh, that's oh. that's worth some money. Yeah, yeah I think that's a thousand dollars in eBay, right? Yeah, now, it's right? Uh, him and uh, Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think I I so that was when I was a kid. That was during the big comic book phase where mm-hmm. everyone thought they were going to be big money, but they were they were just glutton the market all this stuff, and they're still worth about the same as they were back then, right? We used to get packs of comic books there. That was pretty cool. That and like you find toys with their arms missing, shit like that. He Man toys or yep. whatever. I liked. Uh, there was a guy. Uh, I would because I, I would even though like new video game systems came out, I was still playing like Super uh, regular Nintendo and yeah, Genesis. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, Hey, do you have you know this obscure Nintendo game like Super Dodgeball or something like that? And he'd be like, Yeah, I have it right over here. And he'd have like six thousand things in the way, <laughs> and he'd move them all, and he knew exactly where he had it. Yeah. That place is probably a big fire hazard, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that thing, the only way it could have been more of a fire hazard is if you just walked around with greasy rags and dropped them out of your pockets as you're walking through the place. Which you did. Right. Like, uh, which I did. I, I would trade them for magic cards. Wow. Oh, well, I'm, ex- I'm excited to be back at the flea, man, if it happens. Yeah, I hope it does. I hope it does. I, you know, I mean, it's I, the discount computer sellers. I'm very excited for. Mm-hmm. I used to go there for like the sports cards and the magic card guys and the comic book guys, and of course like the the small eating section where you can get like those tiny little, tiny little donuts. That's right. Oh yeah. Um, uh, like my father used to go for like he would buy like random like tools. Cause, like the, the tools weren't inside; they were the people who set up outside in the parking lot. Yeah, it was that kind of predated Harbor Freight, right? Right. Yeah. He would he would buy tools and right. use tires. Yep. Yep. There. So I mean, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm also looking forward to like given like where we are now, so much CBD oil. I mean, oh. just oh yeah, just in, in, like insane <laughs> CBD insane oil. amounts Holy of CBD oil. Shit. Yeah. Tie dye shirts. Yeah. Uh, discount glassware. That was right. Right. Probably I mean, has lead in it. And, uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be there with my uh, Let's Go Brandon uh, stall. Selling, I did that stickers. I can still smell the smell of the super flea. You know what that smell is like? Yeah. I, I, I can't quite describe it, but it's you can still kind of smell it in Dollar Trees today. I don't know if it's a mix of cheap chemi- uh, chemicals from cleaning or, you know, the, the probably terrible for you plastic. Mm-hmm. Everything's packaged in. Yeah. Yeah. I can see you it. Really? I can hear it. I can smell it. In our, in our modern age of getting everything you want all the time, we miss out on the experience of being able to buy crap that you don't want at all but yep. you would buy you you're walking through yeah. you're a bunch of garbage mm-hmm. literal garbage and you're like well maybe what well, i think people do buy that stuff on the internet yeah. but not but the same walking way. through the super flea was an opportunity to like go down multiple rabbit holes in in real time yes and i for one miss that and yeah. people are too readily give it up nowadays damn kids <sighs> let's kick this in The square. Back from the super flea. Back from the super flea. You got. In our time machine. You got 
Re, the stash with panache. <laughs> the face. Wiggle butts. In the place. We're here, baby. I'm here with Jim. With Snake. And it's the three amigos. It's the homies. It's the OGs. Yep. You know, as much fun as we have chopping it up with uh, with our friends, when it's the three of us, you know, we're we're doing it. We're, uh, you know, this is like our, our roots. Mm-hmm. When it was just just the three of us in this basement, you know, just doing slog it, slogging through the pandemic. Drinking a lot more then than we do now. We cut back on our drinking. Yes, we have. We cut back on our... We've got we've got some I think some journalistic integrity now. We're, right? we're pros yeah. now, you know. Like, well, like I wouldn't we're, go that far. We're profession we're professionals. No, we're not. We're we're amateur hour, baby. But we, well, we we actually are not amateur hour. We get paid to do this. Hey, we get paid to do this. People give us money on Patreon, and you listener could also give us money on Patreon. Go to Patreon square podcast on patreon sounds about right we are the square podcast on patreon we have a wonderful community of people who contribute benefits right now you get the episodes a little bit early so you know you want to hear our dulcet tones uh, on on a on a tuesday or a wednesday when it drops instead of thursday at the square and give also if you want to support what we're doing we really appreciate it Mm -hmm. it goes towards the beer budget which yeah we we drink less beer, but our guests we we want to make sure that they have plenty of beer That's and right. food and raiment, and you know we we love them. Also, if you want to hang out and talk with like minded, beautiful brained people <laughs> who just love to talk about the stuff here that's happening, my beautiful smooth brain, our beautiful well, no, you have the smooth brain. <laughs> Our members of the Discord oh. have big ridged brains. Yes, there's a lot of rid- there's no smoothness whatsoever. Yeah, ridged yes. for Very your jagged. pleasure. Ridged, ridged <laughs> for your pleasure. Over at mm-hmm. our Discord, everybody in the Discord's great. I yeah. they you know it's funny. We we have our our own little group chat where we do news of the week, and now we go to the Discord to make sure we don't miss anything That's from right. the news mm-hmm. of the week because our listeners are on it. So. We love you all. One last thing, we have shirts. I don't. We haven't talked about this in a while, but we sell shirts. Yes. We have Buffalo Rad and um, what's that other one you came up with, guys? Oh, uh, we're spanning time. Span, span we're time. spanning time. Buffalo sixty six. Buffalo sixty six. With the we're talking proud logo. It's a pretty yep. cool shirt. If you're if you've been a Patreon for a while, get a hold of us. I'll probably give you a shirt. Let me know. We should we should all get together and watch Buffalo sixty six again. I think yeah. it's like been long enough. Mm-hmm. It's been almost what two years? Yeah, yeah. It's it's. That's one of those things you need to do every so often. Like Buffalo sixty six is the West New York version of the Princess Bride that you have to watch it every so often. That's right. To just kind of be re in touch with your roots here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should maybe get together with some some patrons or something. We could do that. We exclusive. could uh, we could all we could all go bowling and watch Buffalo sixty six. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, we could all do that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the Square community is thriving, baby, thriving, and it's all thanks to you. So with that in mind, let's kick off the news of the week. Byron Brown. Who's that? Byron. The mayor. Oh. Brown. Mm-hmm. Of Buffalo, the mayor of Buffalo, New York, Byron Brown. He won the election, guys. Remember? Remember that happened? Remember that whole thing? Yeah. He won the election. Okay. He's still the mayor. Jim, we tacitly accept Byron Brown. We're like, okay, we got Byron Brown. We know he sucks, but he sucks in predictable ways. Except now, he, he sucks in a new weird way. <laughs> he, he found a new weird thing. You, you couldn't just do the regular old Byron Brown corruption. All of a sudden, you have a storage unit of files that you're you're paying a lot of money for. What's up? What's what the fuck is he doing with the storage unit, Jim? And what? are they Magic the Gathering cards? The, no, they're they're they're. Is he trying to set up at the Super Flea? They're probably pogs. Fuck. They're probably they're they're uh, they're old. Time. They're pogs of old Common Council members and old mayors. Oh. Like, get your Rich Fontana did, Pog here. I did not realize Pogs were that big back yeah. then. Wow. Get your Tony Masiello Pog. They really jumped the shark. Yeah, no, I mean, well, this is just crazy because, like, so he's not following proper bidding rules to do this. He's just no-bid contracting, like, storage of files uh, at a warehouse that the city used to own, which he sold to a political contributor and then immediately went turned around and signed a contract to pay them a bunch of money to store these files. And uh, as our friend Bruce Fisher pointed out on Twitter, there's like 150,000 square feet that is just totally empty in City Hall Mm -hmm. that you could store files. What kind of files? Pardon my naivete here, but anything Byron Brown wanted to store in City Hall, he could. Even if it was like illicit, nobody would give a shit because he's the mayor. He's got that place on lockdown. What 
in God's name could he have that is so need to know basis that needs to be hid in a storage unit well i i would actually argue that like this is actually probably more of a security risk uh storing it in a third-party storage facility yeah you know like if these are like old like birth records or marriage records or anything that has any kind of like people's identifying personal information on which they probably are almost certainly have identifying information on Mm -hmm. and instead of like making sure they're under lock and key in city hall he's like Whatever, just send them to this warehouse. Well, and again, I think you said it, Jim. Like he's leasing it for almost double the price. Is that? Yeah, like it was. It was crazy. Like ten thousand dollars or something. Yeah, something like nine to ten thousand dollars a month uh, to store files. Like to, I don't know. to somebody he. So the city sold the building, right. the unit, to this person, and then they're paying ten thousand dollars a month to lease it for files yeah to be stored that's right i mean i don't know how many files that he needs stored but i've got space <laughs> is byron good at math i don't know I, he probably is yeah because he knows that he's paying back this donor very well oh oh okay is this just is this just good old-fashioned grift or is there something else no th- i mean this this is this reminds me of um the buffalo office interior scandal in the early 2000s with joel giamba boi was a big donor the i can't remember the name of the owner of Buffalo Office Interiors. I'm sure somebody will tell me on Twitter this week well, how I'm stupid I am for forgetting this person's name. Um, I think it was Jim something, actually. And they were a big-time donor and friend of Joe Giambra's. And so he was doing, like, no-bid contracting for office furniture from the county to the tunes of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars of office furniture. And, like, look, the county hadn't upgraded its office furniture since, like, the early 80s. So nobody was, like, at first nobody was saying, like, well, there's any pro- there's a problem here because they're like, yeah, obviously you need to upgrade your furniture every so often if you're going to be like a reasonable actual office. But at a certain point, they were like, like just how many executive desks do we need? Like, it, like it clearly, like the numbers were getting padded just as a grift, just to give money back to not just a campaign donor but a friendly campaign donor. It's all very very strange, and we will keep a pin on it because we, you know, that's what we do here. We yell about the news. We get mad about it we get mad about byron brown storage unit but it's weird it's fucking weird so we'll we'll keep abreast of it and listener will keep you abreast that's a weird word abreast 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 i don't think it's weird i just people use it well i know i know but it sounds like i'll keep you a boob of it yeah yeah maybe with your mind (laughs) yeah that's what it's what it sounds i'll keep you titty adjacent Oh my god! What a, <laughs> Jesus! What a, Moving on. Ten years old. Yeah, we are ten years oh old. Oh my god! We're ten years old. I can't believe I'm the voice of integrity right now. <laughs> right. I'm changing my Twitter handle to Titty Adjacent. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen. If I was ten years old, Jim, you know where I'd be going? You know where I'd be real excited about going? The Erie County Fair. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, I loved the fair when I was a kid. As an adult, I would rather be dead. But as a kid, <laughs> holy shit, you could, it was like all the people you'd find at the Super Flea, but like yeah. amped up, like it was like. But yeah, eating like those square pieces of ice cream that were dipped in chocolate and nuts. Oh, yeah. Oh, that sounds so good. It always gets so hot at the fair. I don't know. It, it's the hot, balls hot. Well, yeah, because it's on, on top of asphalt. Sure, it's going to be. Right. Oh, and you've got all those people. And it's a little bit inland. It's, I mean, it's away from the lake where right. you, if you're close to the lake, you don't need air conditioning. Oh, it's true. That's um, that's true. We'll talk about air conditioning <laughs> in a minute. But talk to me, Jim, about the Erie County Fair. What can't you do anymore? Well, so I, I saw this story. I, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. I'm not I'm not an expert, and I drink a lot, so my memory's not great. Uh, but no, um, the Erie County Fair, they're canceling like their firefighters parade and their veterans parade that they would have on the in ground the what the fuck and, and at the track racetrack the the court the yard there yeah the, the middle of the race i forget right. there's a name for it i forget right um the, it's it's so in something yeah the in, in, whatever. they would have these parades and according to the executive director of the area county fair people were getting a little out of hand they didn't want to get into specifics so they didn't want to get anybody in trouble they don't and they, they certainly don't want to like look like they're attacking veterans or firefighters that's not a good look even if you're a private organization like the area county fair so they have decided to cancel these these parades and they are apparently getting like violent death threats stuff that they've had to report to at least the local municipality police the town police if not to the county sheriffs people threatening them over the fact that they're canceling the veterans parade and firefighters parade because there's not enough parades for veterans and firefighters to walk in in the area 
it's all very weird that they would cancel it in the first place and then people would be so rabid uh, rabidly upset about it that they would be sending fucking death threats and like, and like they're keep like they did say like they're keeping like they get free like voucher passes to like the fair like veterans and firefighters still get free passes if they have identification and they get like food vouchers and shit like that so like they're not cutting back like all the benefits you get for being a firefighter or a veteran as far as attending the fair they're just not going to do you know the parade of nations with you anymore (laughs) oh well i mean what whatever like like you said like the fair sucks fair sucks fair sucks Mm -hmm. the the fair sucks. Doesn't Ted Nugent play at the fair every year or some, some shit? Yeah. No, not e- Bob Nugent, Ted's oh, younger right. brother, plays <laughs> oh, at the yeah. fair. I'd see Bob uh, Nugent. Right. Oh, Bob, Bob Nugent. Right, same. And <laughs> like the better Nugent. And like David L. Dean. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- I mean, the, the only reason to go to the fair is when they have the uh, Smash Up Derby. Oh, yeah, sure. The that's Demolition pretty, Derby. That's fun to watch. On, like, yeah. the second last night of the fair. Yeah. Uh, the Demolition Derby is, is always a good time because all those people are amateurs. Like, they, and it used to be, like, you could buy a car for $150 to be in the Demolition Derby. Now you got to spend, like, five grand to ruin a car. I know. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Well. So I assume now, at that point, since you're spending $5,000, those are all, like, Blackstone Financial and <laughs> judges and that stuff driving in them. Moving on. So this is from... The- Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah, this is that. This is a very thanks, Brandon moment. I could see people getting upset and thinking Joe Biden is the reason they're canceling the the, <laughs> the veterans at the Erie County oh, Fair. I, I was just ta- referring to the price of doing the demolition derby. Oh, yeah, all of it. Yeah, Everything yeah. at the fair is all is all Brandon's fault. It's all Brandon's. And fault. If it's not Brandon's fault, it's it's Mark Hitler's fault. Mm-hmm. It's Joe Brandon's America. So the next item of the week comes courtesy of our friends over at the investigative fo- uh investigative post jim investigative post investigative post no the investigative post ryan mm. yeah dingus i thought we were doing the name song with investigative post <laughs> oh wait fifi post fifi post <laughs> the investigative post jim haney from his weekly post email newsletter uh jim haney does the lord's work of oh yes reading things from like the buffalo business first and giving us the scoop. Because, God love them, support them. Yeah. yeah, please give them money. I mean, give us money, of course, but give them money too. There's enough. You have enough money. Mm-hmm. Give you, them money first. You, you have. I see the avocado toast you people spend money on. Mm-hmm. Give it to us and give it to the post, investigative post, that is. But Jim Haney. Um, in yeah, his, we are a worker co op, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you'd be supporting. You'd be supporting us. Yeah. Investigative post. They read the Buffalo Business First article about the behind the scenes advisors the Buffalo Bills have recruited to help them in their push for a new stadium. We have a guy involved in this who maybe shouldn't be so involved in this, Jim. We have Tom Wiley is one of the behind the scenes advisors who have been helping the Buffalo Bills garner a new stadium deal. Now, Tom Wiley, well, okay, he's just some guy, or he is, uh, works pretty heavily for the Buffalo News. What's his job? He's not the general manager. He's the uh, publisher. I'm sorry. He's the yeah. publisher. Jesus Christ, he's the publisher of the Buffalo News. So if you're keeping track at home, the Buffalo. The, 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 the Buffalo. Puffalo. The Buffalo. It's a good shop. The publisher of the Buffalo News, the news organization that uh, ideally should be, you know, keeping the Buffalo Bills organization accountable is directly helping Buffalo Bills to get a sweetheart deal for their stadium. And this came up this week on Twitter. Uh, somebody criticized Sandra Tan talking about the Bills deal and Sandra Tan, and, and criticized specifically saying about how Wiley's on this committee advising the Pagulas. And Sandra Tan's like, he's not actually doing that much. And, you know, he doesn't have an impact on the newsroom. And I was like, the publisher of the Buffalo <laughs> News has no impact on the newsroom. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, sure. And Robert Murdoch has no impact on the Fox News Network. None. It's absolutely wild, man. Like, I get it on a certain level where it's like, okay, we're all in Buffalo. We all want to help the region, you know, yada, yada. That would be the party line on this sort of thing. But my God, you are the Buffalo News. You are ostensibly supposed to be holding uh, the powerful accountable and you know yeah i can see from the pagula standpoint why they'd want to <laughs> co-opt the only news organization in the area uh, the only fucking course print news or- like yeah obviously 
Did you say Robert Murdoch? Whatever, Murdoch. Rupert. That's what I said. It's Robert. Robert. <laughs> I got to call him out today. No, Bob Nugent. <laughs> yeah, it's Robert New- Murdoch is the one who comes Bob, to the Erie County Bob, Fair. Bob. Bob uh, Rupert yeah. Murdoch. Bob New- 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 Murdoch. Right. Rupert Nugent. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, Tom Wiley, you shitheel. What are you doing, man? I, I get it. Look, on, on his end, probably wants to remain in the Pagula's good graces because at this point we know the Buffalo News is pretty well compromised to the point where, you know, they, they probably had to be probably had to be in that room in order to continue to get access to the Pagula Sports and Entertainment Network or whatever. But uh, it's still pretty disheartening. I mean, the best case scenario for him is that he gets like to work the security next to Tim Howard and get free tickets to the games that way. That's a pretty sweet deal, though. Right. He gets to wear one of those sheriff's raincoats and like the, the flat brim hat and stand in the end zone. And then if somebody rushes the field, he gets to do the Tim Howard thing of somebody else will tackle him. <laughs> and, you know, you get a fast track to your uh, concealing carry permit. Right, right yeah. So, that's yeah. true. So, speaking of holding the powerful accountable, we, we've got somebody who's who's powerful, who's definitely not going to be accountable to anybody anytime soon, who's just gobbling up more properties. Of course, we are talking about everybody's favorite. Is he a billionaire? He's a millionaire, right? I don't think he has a what billion. If, I mean, he's a felon. Well, everybody's favorite felon. <laughs> Rich guy. Everybody's favorite rich guy felon. We are, of course, talking about Doug Jamal. Doug Jamal, more property. He's buying up land. They, they say land, you know, it's it's not going away. It's the one resource that uh, you can't run out of land, right? It's it's manifest destiny. There's always more land. There's always more land. There's always more land for Doug Jamal to buy up. Mm-hmm. And by God, manifest Dugstony. Yeah, manifest Dugstony. That's what we have going on here. What did he buy this time? Uh, he bought... Uh, the factory in Riverside. So now he's expanding, you know, where he is in city of Buffalo. He's not just downtown. He's not just first ward anymore. Well, he's, he's thinking about the Richardson complex. I don't know whatever happened to that. Right. Uh, yeah. He, uh, he, I think he bought that. Did he buy that? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause he said he was going to give the people their money for the canceled wedding. Yeah. 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 I, I hate this trend of fucking this Elon Musk like trend of epic millionaires and billionaires yeah. like yeah yeah i'm gonna buy i'm gonna buy this and yeah it's gonna be so fucking epic cool i'm the rich i'm the cool rich guy mm. fuck you dude you, I, I don't know i can't i can't stand it I, it's just like all theater doug jamal is just doing a mini version of it here in buffalo i just i don't know well, how many more files the city of buffalo has to store <laughs> or how many pool clubs they they need i mean because you know he is working on the mohawk ramp soon right, oh, right. and now he's buying this place in riverside and, you know, I mean, that's the other thing is all these other buildings he's purchased or lots where he's purchased, like that one in the middle of the fucking uh, 190 on ramp that he wants to build a, a apartment complex at. So stupid. He he said yeah. that he wants to put mixed use residential. Is there really that much demand for that much residential and mixed use in Riverside? That I mean, I guess maybe he's doing the field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, if he just names it the Kevin Costner, maybe it'll work out all well for him. <laughs> He's only worth 150 billion, by the way. I mean, or million, million, million right? Yeah, million. I mean, that's hey, hey, that's enough. That's that's enough. That's, you know. that's enough to give banks to give you loans to buy up all the property in the city of Buffalo. And they just went to his website. This is like this is a this is a terrible picture. Look at that. Yeah. Why would you put that as a? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even want that as my mugshot. He's really trying hard to use all his smile muscles in that yeah. picture. Oh for man. Sure. I mean, oh, wow. I mean, Doug, if you're only, listening, Doug, like, yeah, you get, get, get yourself a ring light, right? Oh man, maybe do one of those uh, boudoir photo shoots. <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't, don't put that in the universe, Jim. Please, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> oh well, you know, if if Doug Jamal, if he had any sense, that's what he's opening a photography studio. Yeah, he would open up yeah. a photography studio for boudoir photos, mm-hmm. and he would also get a dang basketball team to come here. Well, okay. he's only worth 150 million though, so he couldn't actually get like an NBA team. He's a little short. He's he's a, he's a lot short. He couldn't even probably get a G League team, but I bet he could get a minor league basketball team. Uh, we're too late. What? What? <laughs> Shit, Doug, you, you 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 missed out, man. You, you somebody got the jump on you. The American Basketball Association, which somehow is still around. I, I don't know. You know, they're they they were a thing, and then. They weren't a thing, and uh, they're still, you know, much like the XFL. They just kind of pop up every few years. Mm-hmm. But they are expanding into the Buffalo market. We're getting a, 
a minor league basketball team here. Yep. Uh, well, we're we're getting West New York's getting a minor league basketball team. Oh, I wouldn't say Buffalo. Oh, how do you mean? Well, they'll be playing in West Seneca. Oh. oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, at, so X Gen Elite is bringing the ABA to to Buffalo. Buffalo Rising did this story. It's supposed to start this fall. They only get twenty games. They'll mm-hmm. be in like the Northeast District Division or whatever. Where, where is there an arena in West Seneca? I mean, is, is X Gen Elite it, runs their own. Like oh, they have the, okay. their own facility. Okay. They do bas- They do high level basketball camps there. Shows what I know. X Gen Elite it for like for AAU prep stuff is fairly legit. Mm-hmm. High school, middle mm-hmm. school type stuff. AAU. They they have a, a high level facility out in West Seneca. Yeah. How that's going to correspond? Like the the thing with having a professional basketball franchise, even a low level professional like the ABA is. You want to have fans there. You want to sell tickets. I've never seen in any photos of the X Gen Elite's place any kind of bleachers or, or seats. And the way it's set up, there's not a whole lot of excess on the sides to put them where you wouldn't be damaging other courts. Okay. Jim, I nominate you to be Buffalo's own Jackie Moon. Mm. Um, I'm going to invent the alley oop. <laughs> You play basketball? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Uh, well, so there used to be a minor league franchise not that long ago that played at like Canisius mm-hmm. and then played at maybe like Madai afterwards. Mm-hmm. Minor league basketball's kicked around in Buffalo a while. I don't know. This gives me a, a nice little tangent. I'll keep it short, of course, but mm-hmm. nice little tangent on basketball in Buffalo uh, from a, an article in the Buffalo News that came out, I want to say early 2000s, maybe late 90s. Basically, though, Buffalo, the uh, the fine folks of Buffalo, gambled that in this market, college basketball would take over. So, of course, we had the Buffalo Braves in the 80s and uh, in the 70s and 80s, I should say. And, and the Braves were, you know, a franchise on the come up. Obviously, Bob McAdoo was a huge deal. Moses Malone would go to the, the Braves. But college basketball was very big here in the area. So you had Canisius and you had <laughs> with Tony Masiello, of course, and you had the Bonnies. Were they called the Bonnies back then? They were, uh, they, no, they were the Brown Indians. Uh, Ooh, <laughs> okay, boy. I just want everybody Terrible. to remember uh, what they used to call themselves out there. Uh, but, and you, had, you had Niagara as well. You had Niagara as well. So basketball, believe it or not, Buffalo was at one time a very big basketball market, so much so that we even still get the tournament here. You know, like there's that, that memory that remains of the NCAA tournament. But the Buffalo Braves were like, oh, shit, the college basketball market is way too big here. We're leaving. So that's well, that was part of it. Did you see the the Braves? The way the Braves left is very interesting, and it's and like the NBA set up rules after this to make sure it never happened again. The guy who owned the Buffalo Braves didn't want to leave Buffalo. The person who owned the Celtics wanted to leave Boston. That's right. And the NBA said you can't. The Boston Celtics, who have the most NBA uh, like t- titles in history, cannot leave Boston. And he said okay. And he traded franchise ownership with the owner of the Buffalo Braves so he can move them to San Diego. Wow, that's right. I mean, the person who came out like on top, obviously, is the person who was like, I guess I'll trade the Buffalo Braves <laughs> for the Boston Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's a, it's a historic lopsided trade right mm-hmm. there. Big, big because historic. they turned into the Clippers, the Braves did, right? Yes. Right. So, oh, boy. Yes. Well, hot, I'd like to end this on a hot take. Would you rather have a pro baseball or pro basketball team here? Ooh, I'd rather have a pro basketball team. You know what? I'd actually rather have a pro basketball team, too. Just mm-hmm. as much as I'm a bigger baseball fan than yeah. pro basketball – Basketball never gets canceled. If you have tickets to the basketball game because and you sit your schedule around it because you have work or family right, obligations, right, right. and you're like, I'm going to the basketball game on Thursday, they have that game. If it rains, sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm still going with baseball. Yeah. Well, moving on. So, Judge Mahalski. Ooh. Jim, it's not good. It's not looking good. It's, it's not looking I mean, there's not a lot of actual facts out there. So let's not rumor monger too much. I'm just saying it's not looking good. I didn't say what it was. In fact, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't think anybody does at this point. But whatever it is, it doesn't look good. No, I, I, that he so he had his house raided by the FBI, and the next day the state reassigned all of his cases. We have no idea what's going on. Just for the record, and I don't think anybody who's not in the FBI <laughs> or his immediate circle knows what's going on. But you don't often see federal judges have their houses raided by 
the FBI. You don't see people often have their houses raided by the FBI. I think he's a state judge. I state believe. judge, excuse yeah. me. Uh, but you, yeah, you don't. I mean, other than Big Dog, our, our, uh, you don't see you don't get raided by the FBI very often, and then everything works out okay for you. So whatever it is that he did, uh, well, I'm sure we'll find out at some point. I mean, they don't usually keep these things quiet for too much longer after they uh, well I mean, start raiding their houses, un, un, unless he's just they're leveraging him to get to something bigger. But reassigning his cases too. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, that could be the the state judicial department just saying, we have to do something. We have to figure something out. And maybe that also could be like, who knows? If if there is something bigger, I don't know that there is. I'm just saying that that's how some of the allegedly works. Right. <laughs> if you were in charge of the state judicial system, you'd be like, well, we're taking everybody, all these guys' cases away and trying to hide everything real, real quick. Well, whatever Judge Mahalski may or may not have been involved in, we don't know. Nobody knows anything, right. but we'll keep an eye on it because it's fucking weird. <laughs> it's it's very strange. A lot of fucking weird shit this week, huh? Byron Brown, mm. Judge Mahalski, did, Tom did, Wiley. Did Tom we, Wiley, yeah. Did we cross another threshold into another parallel dimension and we, we're the only ones who know it? Yeah. Again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 so we're Mandela infected? Right. We're, we're, uh, affected? It's, it's, infected. It's, uh, yeah, right. We're, t- are we well, infected? We're, we're infected. infected. Mandela infected. <laughs> Mandela infected. We're all watching Shazam with Shaq. <laughs> The, the, Baron, the Baron Stain Bears. Not in this dimension. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's all fucking very weird. No, uh, everyone else is having a normal one, though. Right. Just uh, we, we are, yeah, having a normal one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a normal one, boys. Let's have, you know who's, you know who's really having a normal one? Uh, Mayor Ben. Ah. Mayor Ben's having a normal one. He's having a normal, you know what a normal one for Mayor Ben is? When it's fucking 95 degrees with humidity in the summertime, yeah. and he is not turning on his AC. Oh. Not even once. Yep. What's up with that? Yeah. Uh, well, now Senator Ben. Senator Ben. Send Ben. Send Ben. Send Ben. He tweeted. He's like, wow, I've never used air conditioning because we have a giant lake and that keeps things cool. No. Also, it never gets hot here, is what he said. Oh. I've lived in Buffalo for 20 years. And this is in reply to our, our buddy, uh, friend of the pod, of course, Colin Dabonham, Dabkowski, had tweeted something in response, like, quote tweeted a Buffalo News article, Williamsville wants air-conditioned classrooms as part of Capital Improvement Project. And then <laughs> Colin, you know, tweeted, honestly, what's next? Indoor plumbing? Because Colin... <laughs> <laughs> Is when me. I was a kid, we used buckets. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I remember being hot as hell in school when I was growing up. Holy <laughs> shit, I would have killed that air conditioning. We sweated our asses off in class. Especially, yeah, like the like the article brings up like uh, in a brick building that ma- that holds heat quite a bit and radiates heat inside. Right. I mean, it works the opposite way as well. I won't get into the thermal mass and that kind of shit, but. That's what the people are listening for. Get into the right. thermal mass. Okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, no, I mean, I, <laughs> well, you see, I distinctly remember like in high school, like AP biology. Yeah. Doing like dissections and it being a million fucking degrees. And on who? Look, they're not. I can't talk about that. It's, <laughs> I signed an agreement with the Lancaster School District. Oh, um, but if, if they're alive, it's called vivisection. Okay. <laughs> So fucking Senator Ben is just getting epic in the tweet replies here. It's late March, 25 degrees and snowing. Tell me I'm not the only person who has informed you AC is not a necessity in Buffalo. Oh, okay. Oh, dude. yeah. It's, oh. It, 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 what oh. is going on right now will always be what it is. Yeah. Dude, also, it gets pretty balls hot in September, too. Yeah, it does. And, and, the, and hey, summer school, there are kids who are, in fact, in schools over the summer right. when it's really fucking hot. And it gets so hot to the point where, there, I mean, it could cause health problems. Yes. It, it does. So, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't mind this one bit, especially if you're using the new heat pump technology. It's very uh, efficient. Mm-hmm. Well, I, again, I mean, I, I... Just expanding on my thermal mass conversation. I, I feel like a schmuck every time, but I, I feel like a schmuck every time we talk about this guy just because I know he's, like, go, trying to be dunked on for the engagement but also, like, it's very stupid and very funny. So, and he and he is a state senate candidate, right? He got me into the rabbit hole this week into the into the Jim Ostrowski rabbit hole. Oh, Jim Ostrowski is a lawyer, political gladfly, and apparently now author. He's written like ten books in like the last four years, hmm. which is the kind of output when you're producing good books, when you're producing well researched, well thought through books. How many pictures are in them? God, I hope more. How big is the typeface? <laughs> right. Uh, uh, Ostrowski is uh, a libertarian. He's been a libertarian for like 40 years. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, his most famous client is he was client. He he was an attorney for Ron Paul when Ron Paul ran for president. Okay, he's been writing books about shit like getting rid of all public schools in the country, how we should eliminate public schools. And he wrote. He's actually written two books on this. Well, if he does that, then who's going to read his books? Well, well, you see, you start by getting rid of the air conditioning, oh. right? He he initially said like let's get rid of all public schools, and then he did a second book basically. Everyone should suffer unless they're rich. Yes, right. And the second book was Democrats aren't going to go for this. So red states, here's how we get rid of public schools. Mm, okay. uh, and his father was a city court judge. So color me surprised that the white guy whose father was a judge and grew up wealthy is like a leading area libertarian. Jeez, can't you can't spell libertarian without lib. <laughs> so uh think he, on that he's he's got a couple of books about like how progressives are destroying the country all right yeah <laughs> sure yeah okay, okay. Yep. Yeah, the, the ones with all the power the progressives right now right are destroying the country yeah mm-hmm. so so if you're if anybody wants to uh get at me on the discord this week about the jim ostrowski rabbit hole my favorite thing about this rabbit hole though by the way this is actually pretty entertaining is there's an interview with him or like an article about him from buffalo business first in like 2019 and he was talking about how when he's an attorney he was often somebody's like second to last attorney and their last attorney would win the appeal to like overturn their conviction, but he wouldn't, and he didn't understand how that was happening. <laughs> and this is the guy who's writing books. He's like, uh, like no. diagramming uh, analytical frameworks and, and how to be thoughtful. Well, we'll, we'll keep an eye on the <laughs> the Ostrowski beat. So, if you want to lose an appeal, hire Jim Ostrowski. Sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> oh boy! All right, we talked about the stadium before. We'll talk about it. We'll we'll talk about it again. We'll talk about Mark Poland cars. Yolo Polo himself will be delivering the state of the county address regarding the stadium. Is it? He's going to be at the stadium. He's going to be at the field house. The field house, right? Is it also a fundraiser? I can't find anything online. No, typically his state of the county has a fundraiser immediately afterwards, somewhere close because you know I've been to the state of the county when it was at the historical museum mm-hmm. on Elmwood, and then. He had a state of the county fundraiser immediately afterwards at that hotel at the old FWS warehouse on Elmwood. He would have a fundraiser there right afterwards. I haven't seen anything. I haven't been able to find anything. I I did check both the Poland Cars website and the ECDC website about a fundraiser this week after the state of the county. Didn't see anything posted. Doesn't mean that there isn't, but I'm surprised they're not advertising it if there is one. Yeah. But yeah, generally after the state of the county, there's been a fundraiser for the county executive. But when it makes sense, every elected official in the area who's in the area at the time, you know, this basically gives a buy to the state officials because the state of the county always happens while states uh, ledges in session. So they're usually in Albany, but like all the county elected officials have to be there. A lot of the town leadership is there. And then all the commissioners for pretty much every department and county government are there. You know, since you're already out of the office anyways, boys, why don't you stop by my $100 ahead fundraiser? Give till it hurts. So I I haven't seen if there's a fundraiser showing up for this, but, I mean, it is a pretty bad look. Like, I'm sure the bills are letting him use the field house for free to do his state of the county address, and I'm sure, you know, there's always an associated cost. There's no such thing as a free lunch, right? There's no such thing as a free lunch. I don't know. Are people still mad at pulling cars? I think I think once all the mask restrictions kind of backed off, people haven't been as mad. Uh, I mean, they don't like him, but yeah, probably not as mad. But I mean, do you think he still has like the creepy obsessive stalkers in his Twitter replies? Probably. I mean, well, probably a little bit less because uh, the Russian bots are busy. Busy. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, Mike Caputo can only leverage so many Russians right now. <laughs> well, well, so we had news this week that the uh, the NFL approved the Pagula's loan for the stadium. We're also seeing Mark Polonkars say, hey, it's not as bad as what's being written and, and said. Right, right. People are saying a billion dollars and it's only going to be nine hundred eighty right, million right, right. dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not as bad. So that's hope, not so bad. Hopefully it's it's at least more in line with other subsidies for stadiums in other markets. Well, instead of this. Yeah, lopsided deal that we're because well, there was an article in the Buffalo News today. Uh, I think it was Bob McCarthy, mm-hmm. so obviously it was poorly written. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but 
Because, like, it argued the Bob McCarthy article today was talking about how you know there's some reticence from some of the downstate uh, officials, electeds, who are about the budget for the the stadium. He said, you know, oh well, the number being pushed around is like a billion dollars, and that that that's in line with what other stadiums have. No, it's not. In no fucking world has it. Nobody has paid anywhere close in any part of this country to a billion dollars for a stadium. No. He's, he, I, Bob McCarthy's just fucking, like, it makes me embarrassed to have the, a degree from the same university as this guy <laughs> because uh-huh. it means he can't do a three-minute Google search, no, he a, a, a two-minute yeah. Google search. Yeah. That's Most, kind of his job, right, is to do some research about what he's writing? Yeah. No, his, apparently his job <laughs> is just to repeat whatever the richest person told him. Oh, all right. Or whoever the last person he talked to, uh-huh. it's he's like he's like that first year grad student in Goodwill Hunting, where <laughs> the last thing he heard is what he thinks is true. Sometimes it is probably true, right? I mean, it's it, and that's why, like, and and Bob McCarthy in particular is such a, a mouthpiece for the local landed gentry. Whatever, like the Republican leadership, or like if you have enough money that you don't have to work. But maybe you still do for whatever reason, you know, like the the Larry Quins of West New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you say something to Bob McCarthy, the thought process that goes through his little hamster brain is they have money, they must be right, doing the Lord's work out there. So yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, we'll we don't even have to. We know what's going to happen with the stadium. I, it, the, the only thing, the only thing that that would surprise me is if they get an a legitimate CBA community benefits agreement, and if there's any teeth to it. Yeah, and again, I don't expect much. I think anybody with fucking two brain cells to rub together had an idea that in Kathy Hochul's election year, the Pagulas were going to get everything they wanted and right. more to you know make sure there was a smooth transition for the Bills to stay here, for Kathy Hochul to win her election right pretty easily maybe who knows at this point i mean we'll, we'll see what cuomo does in the primary we'll but see, no, we'll see what uh, cuomo does. i mean no like because they're, like, they're talking about like they brought up again in this mccarthy article like the they want something like the penguins did for their community benefits agreement yeah in pittsburgh the penguins agreed to spend like eight million dollars now the penguins were only getting like Forty million dollars, so eight million dollars was a large percentage. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're not going to get twenty percent of the the investment in a CBA. We'll be lucky to get that eight million dollars, which would be like eight yeah. percent of it. Like, I mean, if if the Pagulas agreed to like a two hundred million dollars CBA, I'd be like, you know what, fuck it, give them a, a billion dollars because yeah, yeah, a two hundred million dollars CBA is going to buy a lot of stuff for West New York. Yeah. Yes. Well, and it's, you know, it's, it's the Pagula. I would say from a PR standpoint, you would do something like that because they've already taken so much heat for this insane fucking deal that they're just getting a sweetheart. You know, here's, here's your cool bill to build a new stadium to make even more fucking money. You would think, again, if they had any kind of sense of PR or, you know, just trying to keep a good look for the community that they would have some kind of nominal CBA that will buy them some sense of goodwill. However, <laughs> turns out the Pagulas are not uh, are, are not as savvy as operators as you would expect from billionaire sports organization owners. Well, I mean, th- I think what they are is that they understand that, like, it would be temporary PR. If the Bills win the Super Bowl next year, nobody's going to give a shit whether they, they signed a CBA. We like, will. Right, well, we will, but like they're like, well, we could, we could, we could take two hundred million dollars out of our CB uh, out of this and spend it on a community benefits agreement. Or hear me out, we could sign Von Miller and never be able to forget it. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. We are as uh, as one potential congressional candidate might say, Jim. We are own. These are not my words, by the way. We are owned pussies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I wonder how. Uh, this particular congressional candidate's petitions are going. This is more Twitter stuff, by the way. Yeah, this is this is this is this is late night, and you can't find us. You'll have to use the Wayback Machine because it's been deleted. But uh, congressional candidate Andrew McCarthy, who we've talked about, he's running to the right of Chris Jacobs in New York Twenty Four, the district that spans from Lake Erie all the way up to Watertown, mm-hmm. and is going to be one of the most conservative districts in the country. Mm-hmm. So he was on Twitter criticizing 
Dan Crenshaw for being too left because Dan Crenshaw, who represents part of Texas, had the temerity to speak Spanish in part of his press conference. And Andrew McCarthy was like, well, we speak English in this country. Well, he still so he still has the tweet up. He he got like 100 retweets and like 780 likes or whatever. So, you know, some some traction, I guess. His original one was turns out Americans speak English, Danny. Mm hmm. Some dude from Texas, I don't know, whatever, attacked. Maybe maybe it's Dan Crenshaw's PR guy or something. I don't know. But attacked him, and then Andrew McCarthy tweeted back, uh, also very inorganic for you to randomly tweet on a Saturday night. You and Dan are owned pussies. Which, first off, Andrew McCarthy is not a true poster. He deleted that tweet. Not, not a real poster. A poster would have the cojones to keep that tweet up. Yeah, stand by it. Stand by it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got to be like so epic. That's all this shit just happens on the internet now. Like it's everything. So is him just... deleting that tweet would that make him what he accused others of being? <sighs> Probably, yeah. Ah, yeah. His his PR person whipped him and said, <laughs> "Get down, get, take that out of here." Also, it's amazing that a dude running for a fucking congressional seat in Watertown is tweeting at Dan, Dan Crenshaw. Right. Well, well, what the fuck? He's he's trying to draw attention to himself by attacking these like national concert right wing confi- uh, figures because it, he, like I said a couple weeks ago, he was tweeting support for Mass and Cawthorn. Now he's attacking Dan Crenshaw for being too leftist. He's 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 been all over the place where he's attacked a lot of people for being too leftist. Uh, remember, this is the same guy who we talked about two weeks ago for saying that the Republican Party has been too good to transgender people the the republican party is too lenient on transgender people yep they 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 do they do love trans people that's that, right, that's yeah. what people say about the republican party <laughs> right so, right that's, yeah. that's what everybody's saying about utah right now that's what they're saying yeah. i mean that with we've got like a real batshit insane person running for congress right here in our neighborhood Maybe he's got no chance. I mean, Chris Jacobs is the incumbent, and he's got so much money, like such an so so much money. But we have to keep an eye on this guy. I mean, we we we. You, this is how you know these crazy radical upsets happen. Is that you don't pay attention, and next thing you know, they're building support because yeah. they're going to every gun raffle in Watertown. Yep. So <laughs> we'll, we'll keep an eye on uh, on our friend Andy. Andy McCarthy here on the other side of the aisle, however, gentlemen, friend of the pod, former mayoral candidate of the city of Buffalo, India Walton, uh, has also, she, she has a different side of this, you know, I, God love her. She went through the ringer more so I think than any other political figure, honestly short. Like, I actually, I can't even think of another political figure who faced the kind of personal intense animosity backlash the the full carnage just the teeth of the political machinery ripping at her daily for months on end Andy walton tweeted the other day being a democrat has really killed my spirit i have no hope in the bipartisan system they the powerful elite are all in cahoots we have no pathway to progress if we continue to subscribe to the lies follows it up with no one really cares about us. And by us, I mean most of us. Working class, black, brown, indigenous, queer, parents, single, you name it. What do we think about arguably like one of the biggest political figures of certainly of the 20th century here in Buffalo just completely saying, eh, I, I can't throw my hands up. I don't really, I don't want to be part of the Democrats. I don't really care about the political process. Is that unfair to say what her tweets there said i mean uh, that's essentially what she said i mean i mean she's really basically saying that the democrats are no better than the republicans uh i i understand like you said unlike most people like most people it when they're running for office uh if it, especially if they get to the general and they're a major party line they only have to run against one party she ended up having to run against two yeah. so i mean she has a, a unique situation but i mean i if i were mike Giannaris, or AOC, people who came from New York who are very adamant about being members of the Democratic Party and came up to support her, and she's saying this, 
Fuck the Working Families Party is my response to her then. She is it because she's not just part of a member, the part of the Working Families Party. She, very high profile, was hired to be a consultant for the Working Families Party. If she is going to attack the Democratic Party and say they're no better than the Republicans, after some of them, some local leaders and, you know, GNRS and AOC came up here, they'd be like, we don't need you then. Go back to Buffalo and disappear. Would be the response. I, I, I mean, maybe I, know, I feel like AOC, especially, has had her, had her own struggle with establishing. Yeah, well, and that's right? and that's the thing. Like, so, the, like, is, is I, that I, the case? I, I think that there's a, a there, there is definitely a criticism to be made of Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, right. Mark Poland cars, Kathy Hochul Democrats, mm-hmm. who are stuck in the 1990s workfare to wealth, welfare to workfare type of Clinton esque ideas. Yes, that 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 mainstream that or that centralized democratic part is way too conservative, and there's a lot of problems there. But to take like Zoran Mamdani, the assemblyman who's a member of DSA, and the other DSA members of the assembly, and say like the Democratic Party is a piece of shit, like is what because that's what she said. That like killed her spirit, right? Killed her spirit. Well, killed her spirit, but not just killed her spirit. That they're they're all unified. They're all together. She said that they're all together. So she did. They're all in cahoots. They're all in cahoots. So to say that, like, Yulene New and Harry Wilson are basically the same fucking person, if I was Yulene New, I would nuke India Walton to the ground. But is, is, she, is she speaking to the people who She's, are Democrats but don't, but don't identify themselves as, as Democrats? Which is even worse if you're a Democrat. Okay. Because they need those votes, they need that support. And what she's doing, she's, she's basically doing, just a couple weeks ago, the local Buffalo DSA got into a pissing match with the local Working Families Party on t- online on Twitter, mm-hmm. and it basically attacked India Walton for not being left enough. Right. And India Walton, like, and and a lot of people came up to her defense, and they, but they were basically like, "You guys know what you're talking about." There has to be like, and this was all because the Working Families Party endorsed Chuck Schumer, right, right, and it was like, you know, in order to be a small D Democrat where you're in, you're invested in the democratic process, sometimes you're going to have to make compromises it, it that's just how it works in, in in a government where you have people of opposing viewpoints you're gonna have to make compromises you can't have these purity tests and then to come out two weeks later or three weeks later and basically tell the say that the democratic party is a piece of shit well then like good luck having anybody compromise with you here for me you can think this and if, yeah, yeah. If you're India Walton, in fact, I would, without a doubt, think this. Yes, I would think it. I I experienced some of the most vicious, uh, like uh, again, the full brunt of the Democratic Party uh, and the Republican Party. Like the the whole system really did feel like it was crashing in on her, and I can understand why she would feel this way. Yes, but there's the fine line between feeling something. And expressing that sentiment as a political figure. Well, that's the thing. Is, if she was just India Walton, former candidate for mayor, yeah. and she said this, that's fine. But she was a very high-profile hire by the Working Families Party. And this isn't to this isn't to shit on her. This isn't to. Like, I'm not trying to criticize her here. You know, she she made a, a tweet which is. Hey, we're in 2022. That's like making a statement, just taking a fucking megaphone and shouting it in the uh, the town square that has 1300 retweets and like 13,000 likes. I mean, it, it is a it's a it's a statement. It's a statement from a very high profile political figure like you said, Jim, who not just India Walton former mayoral candidate, but India Walton member of the Working Families Party who is going out there to fundraise for Democrats. <laughs> you know? Right. Who's going out there and saying like, hey, this candidate, I, I as a member of the Democratic Party, uh, I, I believe in them and uh, their values and their mission. So, yeah, it's it's tough, man, because I think normal people feel this way. I feel this way. Right. Yeah. I think that. But also, do I want my political figures to be expressing that? Well, here's my thing is like there's some nuance there that she's not using. Which is what is frustrating to me. Because, like, look, look, am I beyond frustrated with fucking Joe Manchin? Of course. Two years ago, they said, vote blue, no matter who, get us the majority, we'll do these things. We'll take care of working people. 
And we everybody got in line and voted for the Democrats, even though I had to hold my nose to vote for Joe Biden because he sucks. <laughs> yes. And you know, and that meant that you're know, like vote for fucking Brian Higgins, who does nothing, but okay, because you guys are gonna deliver. And then what they've done is fucking nothing, delivered absolute fucking nothing, and right. blamed the left flank of the party for it mm-hmm. and saying, well, they won't compromise when literally every fucking time they're asked about it, the left flank of the party is willing to compromise. The people who aren't willing to compromise are fucking Joe Manchin and the centrist. Those pieces of fucking garbage. Diane Feinstein, who just is oh, six million fucking God, years dude. old and is totally out of oh, touch. brutal. Like, brutal. those are the people who don't compromise. And then you have, you know, locally or statewide, you have Kathy Hochul, who is, like, trying to, like, backdoor bail reform yeah. measures in the budget because she she doesn't want to lose the Democratic primary, but she doesn't want to lose the general either, and she doesn't want to take a stand on anything. So you got her and Brian Benjamin running away from anybody asking a fucking question about bail reform. And she could and, probably win both, dis, you know, despite the bail reform issue. Well, if, if you actually just answered the fucking questions and explained how bail reform is actually working and that Republicans are just fear-mongering, what Republicans are basically saying is, like, if we don't, if we get rid of bail reform, we can put more black people in jail. That's their argument. If you actually sat down and said, look, crime has gone down. The, it's, it's saved the state like $600 million in right. incarceration funds. Every state that has done bail reform, crime has not increased, and they've saved a ton of money. If you just actually answered the question and explained it to people, but Kathy Hochul is such a piece of shit, she thinks people can't understand it. And and so do like most of these like central like these Clinton Democrats from like the nineties who are fucking dinosaurs now mm-hmm. think that like people are too stupid to understand it. No, just talk to them. Like you saying they're too stupid to understand it is basically like that fucking Applebee's executive uh, who's like who's like thank God we have higher gas prices. People will be more <laughs> desperate to work and we can pay them less. I mean, the, the Democrats are abysmal. Like, like like the state of the Democratic Party right now is abysmal. I get it. And I, the charitable view, by the way, of that initial tweet is that India Walton could be advocating for, you know, the Working Families Party itself to be a political force. That the two, she did say the bipartisan system, that, you know, that that is right. the issue. So a, a charitable reading of this is that, hey, you know, it can't just be the Democrats and Republicans. We need the Working Families Party. We need other third parties to be out there to express a political voice. However, you can't say that. You you can think it, you can feel it. You cannot be, and I don't want to, who the fuck am I to tell India Walton who she should and shouldn't be, you know? But at the same time, this is my opinion, I don't think you can go out there and say it if you are going to be somebody advocating for political candidates who are Democrats. Like, the Democrats that you want are not in power yet. If you ever want them to be in power, and I don't mean to speak like a mouthpiece for the Democratic Party or like, again, they fucking suck. But if you ever want to take political power, you can't just throw your hands up and say, well, that's it. We're done here. I I mean, like what what India Walton needs to realize, and maybe she realizes and maybe she just doesn't give a shit. But like there are a lot of people who rightfully so look up to her in this area. And they, they want to listen to her, and they and they want to follow her lead. And what's going to end up happening is that in those close districts, if they listen to her, Monica Wallace loses and we get a Republican in the Assembly. Pat Burke loses and we get a Republican in the Assembly. You know, that Sean Ryan district isn't as safe as you'd like it to be. You know, maybe Ben, fucking, ben Carlisle wins that district because Democrats stay home. Like, you get crazy shit happening, and then you get more Republicans in leadership, and then you get don't say gay in New York. Yeah, it wasn't like to say like that. If anybody who says that I'm crazy, it wasn't that long ago that the Republicans controlled the Senate in New York State. And if you look at the current polling, Kathy Hochul is not whipping Republican candidates for governor in the general election. If you've got major figures that people really find that they look up to, like India Walton, who are basically arguing when it comes to the to this because of the two party, you just, like just stay home. That's how you get fucking Harry Wilson or whatever, or Lee Zeldin as governor of New York. I, I really think, honestly, this, and this is why it's so difficult to navigate being a political figure, because, did, did I pronounce that? Figure. Figure. <laughs> uh, figure. To, to be a political person in the spotlight, because, again, 
you as a normal person will often think <laughs> this very sentiment that the all the political parties are are in on it and there's no hope but if you want things to change you need people who are your leaders who again like you said Jim there's somebody out there who follows p- India Walton like I you know there's a, there's quite a few people in fact who view India Walton as like a beacon of what their beliefs are in politics, what what they want Buffalo to be, what they want Western New York to be, what they want America to be. India Walton stands for a lot of that. And it's tough to be a normal person who is now that. Well, and what something like this does, like, and I get into this argument because, like, yes, I am very frustrated with the Democratic Party. I mean, obviously, I am so far alienated from the Republican Party that I would never vote for them. I'm very frustrated with the Democratic Party. And, you know, look, I plunk. I don't vote in, certain, in every race. I, I skip races because I, 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 like, look, you know, as we talked about, not real happy with the fucking clerk's choices this year for the Democratic Party for the county clerk. You know, you've got Mickey Kearns who, for all intents and purposes, is a Republican, and Missy Hartman, who is a Republican. Well, you could write in Snake. Um, I, I might. <laughs> um, if you just say, fuck it, they're all the same, and I'm not going to vote, they're going to know that you didn't vote. They don't know. Nobody knows how you voted. That's a private. But they, they can tell because you have to sign at the Board of Elections if you vote or not. You start disappearing off those voting rolls. They want to win elections, and they're going to tailor their policies and their strategies to the people who vote. And if you don't vote, then they assume that you don't care. And the, and because you you don't vote, you're proving to them that you don't matter as far as elections go. You can be very frustrated, but like there are other ways to attack this, especially if you're a leading figure in the Working Families Party, than to basically say that Democrats are the same as Republicans. Well, and that's just it. That's just it. Again, not to belabor this, but she is a leading person in the working families party you know she is an employee of the working families party she has not retreated from the political spotlight it she's very much thrust herself in to help fundraise to be part of the infrastructure ostensibly to advocate for progressive values and to win elections with progressive working class candidates like i said just a couple weeks ago she was defending the endorsement of chuck schumer yes i'm not trying to bag on india walton i you know I, I, respect, I respect her uh, immensely, and I have I have nothing but but great things to say about her as a person, and I, and I very much believe in what her political project was as a mayoral candidate. But this is also something that what you're effectively saying here is that I don't have a political project anymore, and that's disheartening. That's disheartening as somebody who is a fan of her, somebody who voted for her, mm-hmm. somebody who believes in her as a political force and as uh, you know as a person mm-hmm. but this is abdicating th- this kind of thing when you when you start saying like well the system's corrupt even look e- even bernie sanders okay everybody's leading guiding light of you know leftist progressive whatever values he never he says yes you know the the millionaires and the billionaires are, are very much in power in this country and he does attack the democratic party but he still is a democrat like he's still says, hey, you know, we need Democratic candidates because at the end of the day, this is all you got. Right. <laughs> this, is, it, this is your, this is your, and whether you like it or lump it, I don't, I don't know, but this is your mechanism to power and what, to fight for it. And, and he also very particularly does not say that the system's corrupt because that's the type of language that gets you that elections are uh, fixed. Yes. And once you go down that route, there's no coming back. Right. Because then what do you say? Democracy doesn't work. Right. Okay, I mean, maybe you think that, right. but you can't you can't tell people that. Right, but it, if you're saying that you think that like everything politics or democracy is corrupt in this country, you're just feeding into the big lie that the election was stolen or that elections can be stolen. Yes. So, I I don't know. We've we've gone long on this, but it's it's worth going long on. It's yeah. you know, whatever. And, and if if India's India uh, is listening to the show or if if any Call tell us we're wrong. Tell us we're wrong. Tell us how stupid we are. Mm-hmm. We're, we're happy to listen, but we have, uh, you know, we have our feelings about this, as I'm sure you do, too, listening. So uh, we got anything left on the the big board? We'll we'll <laughs> we'll we'll save the, the rest of it for another time. Yeah. Uh, but that is this week's episode of The Square. Jim, any closing thoughts? No, uh, just 
if you're looking once the super flea's open, uh, I'll be doing carpooling. <laughs> you you better you better live up to that. I we had a lot of listeners, Jim, who were upset that you did not have your kissing booth open at the uh, yeah. Well, it's I know. Day what's parade. up with that? Yeah. Well, so uh, I did have I did start a new job this past week, and well, they don't allow kissing. Well, I mean, <laughs> I have to talk to HR about that, <laughs> uh, but uh, I didn't want to get involved with Sunday shenanigans. Starting a new job at nine o'clock in the morning in Niagara Falls the next day. All right. Well, okay. next right. year you better have the kissing booth. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, look, I we don't have to wait till next year. Maybe I can just pick a random weekend to do a kissing okay. booth. Okay. 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 All right. We'll hold you to it. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks.